Well, hello and welcome to another episode of What We're Listening To, episode 52. Um, I have the absolute pleasure of having another guest on the podcast to interview about another upcoming release, which I'm very excited about. Um, I have with me here Jacob Wild, uh, singer-songwriter from WA. Uh, good evening. How are you doing? Hello, Asha. Doing well. How are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm well. Um, thanks for taking the time to be on the show and, and just kind of chatting about your music. Uh, you have a new EP coming out uh, in a week, is it? What's the actual date? Uh, uh, yeah, I think it's the 15th of August. Okay. Less than yeah, a week. So yeah. Less than a week. Very exciting. Um, now, you might... Uh, you do know, um, I'll not be facadish or whatever the word is. Uh, <laughs> we've chatted about um, your music on our podcast before and you and I have chatted back and forth and we met once at a gig, which was cool. Yeah, um, we did. But we do live on other sides of the country and um, I would love to be able to see your music live and that sort of thing. But I wanted to take the opportunity to chat with you kind of a little bit more about your music um, because it has excited me. I've been, uh, I really like um, hearing lots of new Australian music and your music are kind of like, um, I don't know, like I've mentioned the podcast, maybe it's a silly phrase, but it feels like something that fills the void for me about where the Middle East left off. <laughs> um, and they're a, a band that we that was where we both met at a gig, a reunion gig of theirs. Um, and so maybe that's a bad comparison or maybe it's a good one um, that you may want to shake off. I don't know. But I wanted to just kind of like talk about your music and talk about some of the things um, that I really liked about it and hear your thoughts about writing and, and also talk about this new EP, Alive Alive. So... And I got the name right, correct? You did, yes. <laughs> Great. So I just wanted to kind of start off, how long have you been making music? I, I feel like I've stepped in at the very, like, kind of latter end of what you've been doing. Like, how long have you been writing songs? Uh, yeah, good question. The latter end of my career, it is almost over. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, what, The latter I'm, end of your discography. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Mid-20s now, and I think I was... Uh, Gosh, I would have been seven when I got a guitar. And for me, um, yeah, music was always it, songwriting. It was never, I was never learning an instrument to learn an instrument. It was just a way to hmm. make music. And I don't know why that was. Um, I think, yeah, like my mom would write songs growing up and my sister would sing into a little hmm. Sony, you know, tape recorder thing, writing songs. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think it was just so much a part of, um, yeah, what music was for me. And then... Yeah, so as soon as I could play three chords, I was singing very cheesy lyrics and writing them down and, you know, making my old, own little ultimate guitar tab version, you know, print out things. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I, it, I guess it's always been something I've done. Yeah. Mm, that's great. Yeah, very, very cool. So did, did any of those become songs that you eventually thought this is something I want to put out into the world or like how long was it before you were kind of going oh I th I think I want to record this or like you know I mean the tech was there right you you might have had access to the stuff and uh, you know what what clicked and what went like oh now yeah. I want to put it out there um yeah I'd say I've probably put 
almost zero thought into any of that. Like mm-hmm. as a kid, it's just you're doing it, whatever, whatever's there you use. And so I would make things on GarageBand and then I guess it was my mm-hmm. brother who got into recording properly, um, yeah. bought some, you know, cheap audio gear and we would just make demos together. And yeah, I think maybe I was 13 when I recorded like a, a legitimate song, entered a songwriting comp and, and won it some little thing in WA and I was like, yeah, that's it. I'm big. Nice. I'm famous now. And <laughs> um, yeah, I guess just kind of growing organically from there with the gear that I've had. And um, yeah, yeah, but always pretty basic setups in my bedroom. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it, it's really your music has the illusion of, and this is something we've talked about feeling um, very simple, but behind the scenes, it seems like there's a lot going on. Um, you know, with with perhaps your most recent recordings, you know, um, it can come across as being an acoustic guitar and a voice, but there is so much that is kind of, there's around the edges that kind of create a lot of texture and that sort of thing. But um, that makes sense that, you know, you've gradually kind of added different parts and that sort of thing. Although, I will just say that your EP before Alive Alive, I really appreciated because of the very simple setup. Um, 5am, is it? Yeah, correct. Um, That's a, uh, a band camp exclusive that maybe a total of 10 people have given the time of day. Um, <laughs> but yeah. And they're missing out because that title track is one of my faves. I, oh, thanks. I've picked, I, I've revisited it a little bit as I've been kind of writing down notes about chatting to you. and. Um, I really appreciated kind of uh, hearing hearing kind of the bare bones, but it didn't feel very bare. Like it felt like you just with your guitar feels as strong sometimes as the band, but without the textures, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I appreciate that. Um, so just in terms of like your music and kind of progression, is it always just been kind of your songs or have you written with a band? Have you done other projects that I like haven't heard of? Like is there other background there or is yeah, it kind of true. just been kind of solo songwriting? Um, no, so I, I was homeschooled, strange strange mm-hmm. fact. Um, big family, lots of siblings and we all have done yeah music over the years. So I think I've been in mm-hmm. maybe three or four different bands with different versions of sibling and friend like overlaps um yeah and there was a mate i did it like an acoustic duo with for a while um yeah there's a lot of music on the internet that i'm happy that no one knows about that (laughs) you don't want to share that any of that right now do you uh uh look i'd be happy but it's probably the other people that would rather i didn't that were involved so i'll I'll leave it i respect that that's fine Um, but yeah i guess like i've always been in different bands and i've still played in friends bands these days um yeah, hmm. backing vocals, guitar. Um, yeah, there's been a yep. lot, but I think I've always had just my own songs on the go, and it's not something I've been that intentional about. But it just kind of it just happens. It's something that I, um, hmm. yeah, I, I just do, and I sometimes I wonder why on earth I do it, and I kind of question hmm. the whole the whole thing, like what am I doing? Why do I need people to hear about my own little, you know, insular life? Hmm. What's that about? But um, yeah, I just keep coming back to the fact that I do it regardless of, you know, the whys. So there's something Mm. to it. And I mean, I'm sure that there are artists that you appreciate for that very same reason, for the 
kind of maybe you see it as seemingly humble um, uh, tales on stories and vignettes and that sort of thing, but to others it is quite meaningful, if that makes sense. Um, I know, like, you. I'm sorry if it's, it sounds awkward, me kind <laughs> of going, I love, really love your music. For me, I really find these small windows into either fictitious situations or real situations like i don't know the background behind the stories which i hear in your songs but i find them fascinating to listen to and i find the way that you kind of weave um all sorts of things together in a song quite interesting it goes from very you know um what's the word yeah humble to kind of like dealing with big issues very seamlessly, but kind of still not it, it not being like a fanfare. And um, I think that in your kind of music and this style of music, there's a lot to be rewarded with patient listens. And so um, I'm, I've said it before, I'm very glad you're making music. <laughs> um, but like, have you just found it as good as a way of like kind of digesting the world around you? Is that what you kind of see it as? Or is it just you really love kind of storytelling and that sort of thing? Um, yeah. Well, look, thanks. There's a lot of nice things you said. <laughs> um, hmm. uh, yeah, I think as a teenager, it was literally like music is awesome and it makes me... Um, feel good about myself and people think I'm cool when I do it, to be honest. There's probably mm -hmm. a lot of that because that's what you do when you're a teenager. You try and look awesome. <laughs> I mean, um, I still do it. I yeah. like to play music and it's really fun and <laughs> yep. you feel cool. So exactly. no shame. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And so, yeah, I think like my songs then, um, I probably pretended that they were super deep and meaningful, but literally I would, um, I would write guitar parts that I thought were beautiful and then I would sing words that sounded nice. So it was often about the kind of the feeling of the words and how they matched the music. And mm -hmm. the actual content to me was almost, it didn't really matter as long as it felt mm. like it could be deep. And I would just tell people, oh, yeah, you know, it means something, but I don't want to talk about it. But I literally had no <laughs> idea. And I think um, then I started uh, listening to, yeah, people like writing songs about, like telling story through a song, um, you know, I guess Bob Dylan is, is kind of the, the ultimate example of that kind mm. of songwriting. And I, um, yeah, I think I went through a phase where I actually started being a lot more uh, like direct and singing about kind of mundane things. Um, mm. And then, yeah, I'd say like these days I've kind of arrived at a weird place where my, I don't even know what my songwriting style is. It's kind of, um, yeah, I think, like, as you said, even within the one song, it can, it can vary between, and I guess I see it now as like the mundane and the transcendent and trying to mm. like tether those things together, this kind of, um, earthly and heavenly reality that we're all kind of trying to make sense of or what, you know, whatever it is, however you see it. Um, so I kind of like singing songs where I'm singing about these really, um, you know, otherworldly ideas or like. Um, concepts like death or like beauty in a poetic sense and then all of a sudden I'm singing about like the I don't know something that you can touch that's right there like a kettle or mm. um yeah I don't think I've ever sung about a kettle but yeah I kind of I like doing that in my lyrics these days just kind of 
merging. Like you, yeah. Well, like I remember um, to speaking of kettles or things that are simple, like I like on um, Why Don't You Hate Me, the EP, you know, um, the first time we met or the second time we met, we ate food, you know, and you, you kind of like, you put these really plain, simple, uncomplicated ways of saying things into your song alongside some very thoughtful lines. And I really like that. So yeah, that, no. that lyric really sticks out as almost like almost uncomfortably bad, but um, yeah, like that song was literally a journal entry of me just writing down memories that I wanted to remember. And then I stumbled mm-hmm. back on it and yeah so that song is yeah unique in that way i guess i don't want to jump around too much but i'm i apologize apologize if i do because i've covered two different eps already in just mentionings <laughs> no, and no, i'm about no. to mention your album as well for that same reason of like do you sometimes and like with your lyrics do you deliberately try and kind of break some of those rules because you know, even the first line of um, water in my brain, you know, it's summer again, I feel nothing again. Like, you know, <laughs> True. first rule of thumb, don't ra- rhyme the same word with the same word kind of thing. I've literally never thought of that. That's so funny. Um, okay. Yeah. I really like that. Yeah, I really yeah. like it when, you know, the it's the repetition that's like, no, actually, like I, I don't feel much right now. And because it's not typical it catches you by surprise like the we ate food and all this sort of thing and i i really appreciate lyrics which knock me out of the the normal like um kind of not thinking listening like passive listening sort of thing and and a lot of your lyrics seem to do that and i don't know if that's yeah like you say you're not sure if that's intentional or you didn't notice that but yeah yeah, I, I guess that. I'm not like when I'm writing, it's, I mean, it might be cliche, but I, I mm-hmm. kind of, I'm so in the moment that it's, I'm, I'm not really being that self-critical. And I think, mm. um, yeah, I guess maybe because I've been writing since the age of seven, like it's always something I've done. I've never really, um, yeah, I, I just kind of do it and I never really think about it. I don't critique it. Like I got all the, all the terrible mm. songwriting out of the way by the time I was like 13 and, and like. <laughs> It was just so kind of a part of me that I guess I just do it and don't think about it. I've never thought about techniques or rhyming structures or um, mm. I just kind of do. Yeah, like usually it's a guitar part that I'm just singing words, whatever words are in my brain, and I'll sing, mm. sing it for maybe a month even. And mm. a structure kind of will appear through, through over time. And then, um, yeah, one day it's just a matter of sitting down and actually grabbing all of those ideas and thoughts and sounds and kind of just piecing it together um Mm. and yeah like i guess the things you're bringing out like i don't i don't think through at all and then Mm. you record it and it turns into little frequencies on a computer and and all of those things are like non-things by that point you're just shaping audio and it kind of just all Yeah, and then people listen to your music like me and kind of ask you questions about (laughs) minutia and and I don't mean to make you feel like, oh, I haven't thought. It's more, I just love understanding the way people make music. It fascinates me. So that's great. That's really fascinating. Yeah. And I, I can hear that on things like Sorry, No Fear Anymore um, because that was improvised, right? Yeah, true. Yep. And I liked hearing just, 
I, I loved hearing that little da 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 or that run. And, you know, it's, it's, it's watching someone make something and watching someone find like the rut or the place to fit and then the, the words to fit. And I'm glad you released that because it was just a nice little window into like how you write and that sort of thing. So yeah, um, for those listeners who have not listened to 5am, um, please also listen to that. It's, it's great. <laughs> nice. Um, before I just keep warbling on, I think in terms of direction, I'd love to talk about your new EP because this, um, this EP is coming out. It's a, it's a four track, um, very small, but very kind of full EP. Did you want to give me kind of like a big picture of it before we kind of chat through it a little bit and I tell you what I thought of it and ask you some questions and all that sort of thing? Um, yeah, look, I'm fascinated to know what you think about it because I haven't really heard because I haven't released it. Um, so I, I'd rather listen to you, but big, big picture. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, I guess these songs were... Uh, at least two of them. So the first song and the last song were mm. songs that I wrote and started recording during um, the time that I was writing and recording the Love in Reverse EP. So that was a couple mm. of years ago now. And that was a time where I was, um, I guess, extremely sad. And it, mm. it's pretty obvious. It's like a breakup collection of songs. And um, yeah, I also wrote these two songs, In Afternoon and Hands Like Maps. And they, they clearly didn't fit um yeah the theme of that that last ep and so i kind of just they existed on my computer and then yeah like recently i wrote two other songs the other two that are on there and it it just kind of came together in that way like oh these kind of fit and i think the I think the thing that kind of um tied them all together was they were um yeah like all directly singing about uh I guess my faith or things that are bigger than the mundane, like the lyrics are less um, everyday and less storytelling and more kind of, um, yeah, exploring ideas and um, questions that I have and fears mm. and, yeah, kind of pulling big things down through simple little melodies and guitar parts and, mm. yeah. And it's kind of earthy, like I, the, the rock and dirt and all of these kind of earthy things are there and the front cover is uh, humans being formed in the hand of God made out of rock. And, mm. yeah, it's kind of that's, – that's kind of my big, big picture rundown. Yeah. I do love the artwork. I think that that's – it's very um, – it reminds me a little bit of Reflector by Arcade Fire, the the cover of that. I'm okay. not sure if you know it. No, I don't. But it's, um, that's a very cool piece of art. Who made that, by the way? Or did you, is that from the art gallery or something? Uh, yeah, it wasn't me. So the, the, Met, the Met Museum has this incredible website where mm. they just have heaps of open access um, photos that you can use. And it is a 19th century sculpture, I think it's 19th. By a guy called August Roden. I probably destroyed his name. Um, but yeah, it just, I was literally just going through images on the website for fun. And this sculpture mm. just like grabbed me and I couldn't stop looking at it. 
Um, yeah, yeah. It's very, it's very gripping. I like it. And I, yeah, that's it's cool to kind of hear a little bit behind the songs. So for me, I do hear like a lot of kind of the hope in death theme kind of coming out. And I actually had, um, um, oh, what's the line I had in my head? I've had this in my head all, like all week. Um, yeah, fear nothing, fear no one. Right. Yeah. Um, and it, for me, it kind of, the alive alive was kind of like the whole um, beyond death life sort of thing. But this is just me laying on top my own impressions on it. Um, I, was, I should just start at the beginning. When I first heard the opening track, it was so startling to hear your voice so low. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. That felt, it felt like quite, this EP was quite different from your previous ones because you have such a, like a high set voice often, or at least you, you like to write your songs in that way. And this was so low and kind of a bit raspy i suppose it it took me by surprise i was like wow this is this is different <laughs> yeah like my voice is low i can sing a lot lower than like most people but i've mm. never liked my voice low but this song was actually recorded while i was quite sick so i had a cold <laughs> and so i i kind of uh, tapped tapped into something in my voice that i i don't normally get to do and so i recorded it um in, yeah. in the moment as I was writing it. And yeah, so they're the, the original kind of scratch demo vocals that I did. Nice. And I just kept them. Um, yeah. It reminds me, um, I don't know if you've heard the Sun Lux album Bones. Um, no, I haven't. But, but I've, yeah, I've heard you talk about it and I keep meaning to. Yeah, I go on and on about them. But there's one <laughs> song on there that um, Ryan Lott recorded with laryngitis. Um, and it has that really raspy uh, tone it's called you don't know me yeah, and it really okay. needs a raspy tone so it's yeah. nice to harness that tone when you get it yeah look i do it so often i think like when you're sick that's kind of a pretty good time to record often so there's a, a good chunk of my songs that are um yeah the third song on the ep is also that was like a covid voice that one all right yeah <laughs> nice using all the different co- tone colors yeah that's it. um so i really I loved hearing your voice low and I've really enjoyed, maybe it's just stood out to me more on this EP, um, your restrained band arrangements. Um, you know, like we get, we get the whole band in this song for about five bars, maybe. <laughs> yeah. And I just admire that, like, because you've, you've managed to hold off. You're like, just wait till the end, <laughs> you know, just wait, it's coming. Uh, not that that's the only part we're hanging out for, but it's kind of like it builds and builds and kind of, yeah, gets to this part, Even not even with a full beat, just kind of like brushes and kick and all that sort of thing and the bass and, and it's just, it's gorgeous. Like it's really well recorded um, and it feels so full and then you just pull it straight back and it's, it's very nice. Um, <laughs> yeah, my mom hates it when I do that in my music. She's like, ah, oh, I just want it to go for longer. And it's like, no. <laughs> um, yeah, often like what you just described, I, I do that in a lot of my music, but it's not usually like thought out and planned. It's just 
Um, mm. Something I love about the recording process is songs take on a a, a whole new life that kind of just is shaped in front of you as the day goes yeah. on. And yeah, um, yeah, definitely didn't. I think literally this song was written by me playing these chords that I thought sounded nice and then mm. laying down three minutes of whatever that was. And then I, mm. I wrote, this is not how I normally would write, but I wrote to mm. that kind of three minutes yeah. of guitar audio. And so it just became what it became. Um, and I think I do love the idea of having little, like really beautiful moments that just exist for a short time. Kind of, yeah. Um, yeah, it's like this transcendence that breaks through just and then and then we go back to to reality kind of thing um yeah that's cool yeah i like that kind of the music continuing to also speak kind of as a part of the lyric in that sense yeah interestingly you telling me that this was written for the why don't you hate me ep i now kind of get the context a little bit of um the lyrics because i've got in my notes little lyrics feel a little more opaque like right i'm struggling to get the narrative of this one yeah yeah i like that i like you know hearing your different kind of writing styles where listening to um love in reverse uh, i keep calling it why don't you hate me sorry listening to love in reverse it's a very straight down the line you know, it's very clear what's going on. Um, and then listening to this, you know, low voice, kind of different arrangements and guitar tone and then lyrics feeling more kind of hidden was like, cool, this is great. This is a different <laughs> yeah, face yeah. Of, of your music. So it's, it's nice to hear, yeah, continually different things and stuff. Um, yeah, it's a beautiful track. I, um, I've had that kind of... And and yeah, the the chords feel simple, but the the arrangement and and all that is kind of very feels very natural. Yeah, so it's cool to hear how you recorded that one. Yeah, yeah, thanks. <laughs> um, I've also had, you know, did you ever see Gattaca? Uh, no. Okay, it's a film about uh, a man trying to get into a space program. Anyway, the reason <laughs> I mention it is because. The second song, Death, My Arms, I have these visions of a scene in the movie where the two brothers are swimming out to ocean, out of the ocean. And this is quite a haunting song um, to hear, like this unfolding story of, you know, your dream about your brother kind of swimming out to sea. And it's like, oh, gosh. But... I did laugh at the opening line, you know, kind of like the birds will sing their song whether I have headphones on <laughs> or if I don't. Yeah. And it, it was nice hearing like the in afternoon, which felt very kind of a little bit more artistic and lyric to then go to back to death, my arms, which is very kind of narrative, like, you know, listening to the birds had this, this terrifying dream last night. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just kind of came to the conclusion that like, you know, everyone will die. Yeah. <laughs> but the yeah. birds will continue their song. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, interesting. I need to watch that movie. Yeah, it was... Uh, oh, is it, it not it's, good? It's... No, it, I, I actually like it. It's just terrifying because it's, okay. it's about genetically modifying humans to be their utmost, but those who are not are considered invalids. Right. And the striving that one must achieve to kind of fit in with society. So... 
it's it's just sad. It's kind of like a futurism sort of thing. It, I mean, it's it's worth a watch, but it's that con the context of that clip is not really related. I just it uh, it's a picture in my mind. Yeah, Maybe okay. those people have seen it have got a similar picture. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I um I did like uh again you did the whole. I told him you didn't have to do it. Bring in the band and then pull back. Yeah. And um yeah. it's beautiful. It's it I don't hear it a lot in other I don't know. I don't hear it a lot in other songs. Like to it's be cool. honest, there's a good chance that it's just out of laziness because it takes more effort to make you know, fuller bits sound good for longer. <laughs> um, you can really just like Yeah. But yeah, I think I think that was intentional as well, because it's a moment yeah. that is like lyrically, you know, it's the strongest part of the song declaring yeah. that and then comes in and it's kind of strangely beautiful but you're yelling at your brother to not go die like it's it's all a bit strange um yeah but it was a real dream and it was it was sad i woke up and my bed was like sopping with tears and i cried while dreaming so gosh yeah not the first one i've had like that so yeah interesting and you have i realized when you mentioned that you have a big family that like when you said my brothers i was like more than one and yes okay yeah i get that yeah yep couple of brothers and couple I mean, of sisters yeah that's great i mean growing up in a big family you know having those kinds of dreams would make sense when you've spent so long together and you know you don't want to lose your your family no yeah <laughs> yeah no. i think it's the kind of things that you know play on your mind sometimes and and people would relate to hearing that and find that quite interesting and and the conclusions you come to as well you know um about the kind of acceptance of mortality but like i mean maybe the the next few songs kind of follow on with it also being a little less stark maybe i don't know yeah i would say like i guess in a sense it's easy to accept when it was a dream and it's singing it in a song mm. on a sunny day in your little yeah. room in Perth, Western Australia, like with no immediate, you know, threat of actual death. <laughs> and so yeah. I guess for whatever reason, like I seem to think about death a lot, but I'm pretty sheltered from it, or at least I have been in my, like in reality. Um, and so, yeah, I guess, I don't know what that means. I guess we kind of always, Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But then the next song, you're yeah. right, like the, the road, it is almost like a response to to that. I kind of see it as a, I guess at the time it was like a prayer of, I, mm. I cannot. Will you uh, catch me? Yeah. Oh, like, my God. I ca- yeah, I cannot. Whatever it was that was happening, it was, it was stressful. And I mm. felt like life couldn't continue that way. And it couldn't, like it was truly uh, unbearable in, in a literal sense. Like I couldn't bear on my own. And then, Mm. yeah, and those words were like almost, it's quite cheesy. It's a song that I probably wouldn't write um, any other time of life, but it just kind of came out. And I guess, yeah, it almost is a response to death. Like, Mm. um, yeah. It's a beautiful song, The Road. And I, I yeah, you say cheesy. I don't think it's, it's not forced. It feels very natural and it feels... um, yeah, it feels like a, a, like a very honest way of kind of singing those words, 
And I like that line. You know, I, I enjoy having lines in my head from songs, you know, that either encourage me or come back to me, you know, like fear nothing, fear no one. It's like, yeah, that's a good line. And it, it it's nestled in this song well. And I don't know, I'm not sure, like I don't understand the background and the road and that sort of thing, but it is, you've written in a way that's clear and kind of malleable for other people like me to hear it and to find encouragement in it, even though it's not directed or written yeah, by yeah, me or anything right. like that. Yeah. And that's that's cool. I don't know. I Maybe it's a, a weird hobby of mine to kind of collect lines in my head. <laughs> um, maybe it's a musician thing. I don't know. But um, I used to do it with Simon Garfunkel songs. I'd have lines that come up. Yeah. as a response to the things around me. Yep. And there's something about having it sung to you that sticks in my brain. More, yeah, so. for sure. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's definitely I, cliche in the song, I think, which is something I usually like fight very hard <laughs> to, to not include in any of my music. Like, um, and I think, yeah, for, for whatever reason, I just was like, you know what, this is, this is how I feel. And it just kind of, mm. it, it exists. And I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. It's, it's kind of the first song I think where I was able to come to peace with just being a, a songwriter for the sake of yeah, writing songs. Like it was a song that I would play mm. in my bedroom for hours and it like the song itself and the act of playing it would um would actually like shape and change my environment and my and my kind of mm. state of being. And I yeah, I think like through that song I realized that um I can just play music and it's good and i don't have to you know make sense of why or maybe there's a little bit of ego attached to it and that's okay because that's you know i'm a human and there's ego attached to everything and as long mm. as, yeah i think like creating music is a good thing that i can do and for whatever yeah. reason this song which is slightly i would also i will say cheesy kind of helps me um yeah come to peace with with that yeah I wouldn't agree it's cheesy, but I'm glad that you're at peace with it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, making music is so great. It's just, yeah. And it's really hard, yeah. It's really hard to divorce it from the whole, like, how does, you know, this is build my ego. It's like, well, uh, maybe. (laughs) It's just, it's just great. Yeah. 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 It is. It's. It's really, it's a really lovely kind of spot as well in the kind of run of the EP. And then, interestingly, the tone feels like it changes with hands like maps. Um, you've got these close vocals, like really, really in your face. Um, is that your sister singing with you? Uh, sister-in-law, but yeah, sister. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. You. You have some great musicians. I know um, one of my, the first song I really got into of yours was um, Australian Summer. Yeah. Um, the, off the three songs for New Year's. Yeah, yeah. And does that have your sister on it? Do you get it right yeah, that's time? my little sister. She would have been maybe 13 when she did those vocals. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, yeah, I, I like the way you kind of bring in and bring out, or like, for instance, that chorus suits a female vocalist a lot more maybe um at least it just worked really well and i like the way you brought in a female vocalist on hands like maps it's very and also felt a little bit more kind of like produced 
the bass you've got in this? Is that like a, it was it a synth bass? It felt very, uh, yeah, very I think kind of. There's a few levels of bass. There's one that's like an electric guitar octaved, like octave down. So it's kind of like yeah. a plucky bass, but then there is a sub bass. And then there's a few little extra bass things that my brother added, I think, when we, he was playing around with the mix. Um, right. Yeah, it probably is a little yeah, bit more produced. Yeah, because you did that like, um, there's like the hits. What is it? Like, da, 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 da. Like, and it, you can feel that I was listening on my better headphones and was like, oof, like, it's really the production around me is really laying in. And, yeah. and that was cool. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know, you know, the way you usually do things, but it felt quite different um, from previous EPs. So I, I like that. Um, I must confess I have not been able to decipher what this song's about, but I enjoyed <laughs> okay. enjoyed the kind of the vibe and the feel. And um, it's a cool, interesting end to the EP and I'm not sure if you intended that in the terms of the arc or, or something like that, but it's, it's interesting. Yeah. I think, um, well, I'll give you a brief. It's essentially, sure. and the reason there's, there's me and, um, my sister singing on it is that I wanted it to be like, um, humanity together kind of singing, mm. singing, whatever it is. And it's, um, it was something I just sat down and wrote one day. It just kind of happened. I didn't think about it. And it was reflecting on like humanity and the creation, I guess like the Genesis story, um, the image of God concept, which is what mm -hmm. the, the um, yeah the front cover is kind of pointing to too, and just mm. and what that means, what it means to be human, and to reflect something that's bigger and and true and good, um, mm. and yes, I think it was important to me to have yeah not just me singing that, um, yeah, and I think. I guess it's at the end because it's like in life or death, you know, alive, alive. Like this is, this is what we are. Um, yeah. Something that that's, that's bigger than the, the mundane or, or whatever it is. Um, yeah. Yeah. But it's pretty I weird. I am the river the bears, words. dirt and container. I am a tucked in shirt. <laughs> yeah. Landmarking, yeah. revelating. It's again, the like ordinary and the, transcendent side by side and water you seem to love water in your like um i don't know maybe it's not something again that like i'm i analyze probably a little bit too much but i the the water in my brain kind of like um you know there's just interesting kind of themes there that i i keep hearing and i don't know if that's intentional or it's just yeah lines that work and concepts that work it definitely wasn't intentional, but I think by the like fifth song I wrote with water being like the strongest theme, I was like, oh, true, I've done this a lot. <laughs> um, so then I actively tried not to, and then I just can't escape it in a way. Um, but I think I, like, I look at water a lot, like I'm often outdoors in my spare time. I do a hmm. lot of bush walking and I'll walk to, you know, rivers or lakes or I'll spend time at the beach. And I, I don't know, I'm just fascinated by water especially at mm. nighttime and reflections and yeah. and all that. So it's, it's just like an image that's often in my brain. And it's such a, a powerful, um, I guess, metaphor for, for whatever because it's... For life, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's so It's a biblical powerful. image too, which works thematically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. That's cool. 
No, I dig that. I d- and I don't want to be like, how is the sausage made too much? You know, but I, I'm also intrigued by kind of uh, the concepts that kind of surround music and kind of weave together, you know, the bigger body of work. And um, yeah, it's a really, it's a really lovely EP. Um, and I'm, I'm constantly surprised at, at the ways that you kind of manage to make acoustic guitar and voice kind of very engaging um like a lot of times i can kind of hear you know a folk singer songwriter and i go it's it's pretty it's not really kind of drawing me in and i don't know you know if it's intentional but like you you just have certain progressions like for instance on um love in reverse the opening of the sun and rain and you it's like i don't know it just somehow draws you in this like pulsing finger start like finger picking and just the choice of chords and the it, it's just yeah it doesn't kind of like wait too long before you're just into it and that's it's probably something that is really beyond explaining but um I just thought I'd say it. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's nice to hear. I guess uh, it that makes sense to me. Well, it's nice to hear that that's your experience of it. Because I guess for me, that's, I guess, how I write. Like, I'll just sit and play the guitar for however long. Mm. And it's only when something that I play will draw me in. Like, I go, oh, that was something. Um, that's when the song will start to shape and I'll start to sing something. And um, yeah. yeah, so I guess it's these little snippets amongst just like improvised whatever that mm. will, will draw me into something that and then I feel inspired to, yeah, to create. Um, so that's cool that at least it does that for you as well. Yeah, no, it definitely does. It's, um, yeah, because too often you can start an acoustic guitar song with just strumming or just something, you know, like, but yeah, you are evidently, a very competent guitarist who can think up new ways to kind of present one five six four. Um, and <laughs> Sometimes so, two and three don't. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't forget. Um, I won't. No. And do you work in dadgad sometimes or alternate uh, tunings? Yeah, often. I'm very rarely in standard, which is very frustrating when you come to play live. Um, but yeah, I think yeah. tunings probably actually inspire like very directly inspire new songs yeah. for me. Like I'll discover a new tuning and it just opens mm. up a world of kind of sound and ideas and especially tunings with a, a super, you know, deep low note that kind of, um, yeah, that's what I get excited yeah. by, I think. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. totally. <laughs> what Do you mind me asking what kind of guitar you have, acoustic? I've got quite a lot. Um, okay. <laughs> I've got the... Yeah, the ones I record the most, I have a Maton, just like an entry-level mm-hmm. Maton, which I love the sound of that on recordings. I think In Afternoon is that guitar. And then yep. I'm really big on kind of textures in in my recordings, so I'll use a nylon a lot, like mm. just layered underneath. Um, yep. And then I've also got like a 1950s Hofner, which is like an oh, arch-top right. um, F-hole thing, kind of guitar that Elvis used to play. Um, yeah, wow. Super old, super beautiful, really hard to play. And intonation is no good, but it just sounds, it almost sounds like, um, like nails. It's so kind of just harsh and, yeah, um, yeah. but it really, yeah, it's like a nice texture on recordings. Yeah. Um, but my main guitar that I use 
like regularly to play live is a Taylor, which mm-hmm. um, which I like, and it sounds beautiful plugged in, but it doesn't have like character, so I don't really record with it that often. Yeah, no, that makes sense. that's yeah. fair. Nice. So you'll probably bring all of them along to your gig coming up to do different there's, tunings. Or... There's, a, there's a good chance and an electric. I think I'll have about five guitars with me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, because Supermoon um, has is led on electric which is quite different isn't it yeah true it is yeah i was re-listening to water in my brain um and and kind of yeah there there's so many different things on that album and yeah supermoon was quite a different sound i see on spotify it got quite a bit of attention so congrats on that yeah whatever that means it's like it was so funny i don't know how some kind of algorithm spotify thing and so I most of the plays add it to playlists or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like some of it's local, but a lot of it is just like random countries streaming it lots of times. And it almost means nothing beyond literally a number on a screen because you can't <laughs> like, you know, I'm not going to go play a show in Brazil to the. Uzbekistan is, yeah. uh, is really loving your music right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess uh, it's kind of strangely nice to see that. Yeah, no, it's, it's great. And and so I, I hinted, you've got a gig coming up, um, I do. Uh, like an album uh, EP launch. Whenabouts yep. is that? And do you want to kind of spruik that and tell us about it? Uh, sure. So I, th- I know, I shouldn't say I think. I know it is on the 19th of August. Um, and yeah, it's going to be fun. I don't play often these days my own music live because I just don't think to. And so, um, yeah, this, I just happen to be, visiting a church in Fremantle that puts on um, like lots of live shows. They support mm. a lot of kind of artists in the Fremantle community. And I was there and the lady said, hey, do you want to play a show on this date? And I was like, oh, cool. That's when I'm releasing an EP. So it just like, it just kind of happened. I was like, oh, it'll be an EP launch then. Um, I don't think I've ever done a launch gig for any of my other releases. I just kind of press upload and that's it and maybe make two mm-hmm. Instagram posts. Um, yeah, but I guess it's all kind of, coming together for this release, which is the probably smallest and most insignificant release I've done in a long time, which is funny. <laughs> well, you never know. You know, EPs, they have a way of getting about, you know, yeah. think about, uh, what is it, recordings of the Middle East? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you know. That is exceptional. Um, Are you thinking of making any, like, physical um, pressings of this in any way or it just available nah. digitally for people to buy? I've never even thought of that. I guess um, that'll cost money and it also is like you're, you're trying to make it a legitimate thing, whereas I think I prefer to just, <laughs> uh, you know, I'll just make this and people can have it if they want. Um, you're being very classically Australian in your yeah. self-deprecation. <laughs> well, like, I don't know. It's, I think I have always kind of, um, I don't know, like, am I a musician? Not really. I have a job and I, you know, I just do it because I love it. And I think mm. once I start like putting money into it, it, it kind of holds pressure and a weight that I maybe don't want it to hold at this point in my life. Um, hmm. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. I'm just, just always interested and want people to be able to support you in different ways. So, so go to Bandcamp people and grab this. Uh, when it drops yeah, on the 15th. Yeah, I think it um, drops a day early on Bandcamp. I usually do that just for like, you know, my nice. hardcore fans. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's great. 
Uh, yeah, the gig, no, the gig though. I should I should go back to the gig. So I'm playing yeah, sorry. a bunch of songs with heaps of my friends, which is going to be really fun. So it's going to be mostly just me on a guitar, pretty stripped back, and then mm-hmm. um, I will have like my little sister. We'll sing Australian Summer together, and it's nice. actually mostly a family affair. My little brother will play piano for a bit, and then mm-hmm. my, my older brother will play, and his his wife, <laughs> and then that's great. A couple of friends, like violin, bass, people I've played with over the years, but I just like enjoy yeah. playing music with. Um, so I think every song will be kind of a different different outfit of people. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that, just to essentially have one big jam session with some yeah. songs. Yeah. And will you do stuff from like, it sounds like from a couple of EPs and other things? Yeah. Will you tr- do the whole of I've, Alive Alive? I've really had to try to like include songs that people know because I just want to mm. play songs that I like, which are usually ones that I haven't recorded. <laughs> Um, so I think most of the set is like old songs that I've never recorded or new songs that no one's heard. And then I'll play the four songs of Alive Alive back to back. And then there'll be like maybe like I might do Supermoon and one off Mm -hmm. the last two EPs or something. Haven't fully decided, but yeah. You know, big hits for the fans, Supermoon, all that. You never know those <laughs> those uh, those people over in wherever are gonna fly over yeah, for the gig. That's what I'm hoping. I'm I'm sad. I'm I'm not anywhere close to Western Australia at the moment, but I hope it goes really really well. Um, you know, it, like nothing wrong with a big family affair and playing some music together. Sounds great. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. <laughs> yeah. No, that's very cool. Um, I just had like a few random things. You like you can go, yeah, I'm good, or like there's just a couple of things I want to ask you about. So it's totally yeah, sure. up to you. Um, I I was re-listening, like I said, to Water in My Brain, um, and the line, um, I'm Orc Seventeen, came. Up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is a Lord of the Rings reference, right? Aragon and Orc Seventeen. Yeah, are you I've a Tolkien fan? Um, like a little bit. It's just, you know, everyone knows Lord of the Rings. Um, yeah. What is that line? It's a weird song that one. You're, you're really Aragorn. Weird. I'm Orc 17. Yeah. You make things, I, think I it just was destroy a, <laughs> them or something. Yeah. I think it was a way of saying, you know, like I'm just an extra in the film and you're the, you're the, you're the main player. Um, but yeah, pretty, These pretty are the thoughts some brains have. <laughs> I like that. I like that. It just made me giggle a little bit. I'm just, uh, you might have, I was chatting about it with someone else about how much I'm enjoying re-listening to Lord of the Rings at the moment and it just reminded me of that. Um, yeah. <laughs> it It's really interesting to me, like, hearing, I and maybe it, it's a funny thing as well, like, um, I really like hearing your music as, like, an example of new Australian folk and like i've never been particularly like patriotic but i i am just quietly proud of like bands that come out from australia and and just produce like different music than maybe you might hear in other countries like folk and that sort of thing it's just got a different twinge to it like i don't know if you do you know Darren <laughs> Hanlon no no i don't at all Darren. um so he's a He's a singer-songwriter from, uh, I think it's Gympie in New South Wales or maybe somewhere else. And 
um, he was my first introduction to kind of like the, the like tongue in cheek, humble singer songwriter stuff that was kind of coming out of this island home. And it kind of refreshed my mind for like, I really like the alternate way of telling stories that kind of coming out. And he's a really cool guy. He's like, he's put together an album of like indigenous singer songwriters from all over Australia. He's done his own albums, like all different types of things. And he kind of sings these um, big, long stories in self-deprecating humorous ways with like almost country (laughs) music, but a little bit different. And I'm just, I like collecting different artists that have really inspired me. And just as like a, my, my podcast mate, Josh and I, put together a playlist every now and then of like our favorite stuff new and old from from here and i don't know does that is it a funny concept to you like oh what does it mean for me to be living in this country and writing music like or is it something you've just never thought about (laughs) look i i don't think i've ever thought about that although Hmm. um yeah like i think the Middle East is a band that I, I have, you have compared me to them. And I think um, they definitely influenced my music in a big way. And I think mm. they were the first band that I heard sing with an Australian accent. And to me, that was so, um, like at first it was so jarring. And mm. then I actually think there was a day where I decided I'm going to also sing with an Australian accent. And I, yeah. and I, cause I was like, that's how I talk. And that's, that's kind of who I am. And so, yeah. um, yeah, that was actually a conscious choice that I think maybe I took a little bit too serious at the start and sang very Australian and then I've kind of <laughs> dialed it back a bit. Um, but, yeah, like I think I do feel particularly connected to artists that are from Australia. One of my favourite musicians is, I don't know if you know Grand Salvo. Have I mentioned him before? Yes, yeah. yeah. So our mutual friend Callan told me you okay. must listen to this album and it is gorgeous. Okay, <laughs> which one? uh sea glass okay yeah 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 every everything he's done has like changed my life in in a mini way um Mm. yeah just these beautiful extremely grand um like concept albums Um, yeah and i think he also does the thing where he sings just about really everyday basic things but it just feels so glorious like i think when i used the example of a kettle before i was thinking Mm. of a of a grand silver song um I just love the word kettle, but um. oh yeah, is it? Um, I love the the opening of that album. It's you know, like my my arm on the raised middle bit. Yeah, you know? yeah. I'm just like, what yeah. beautiful ways, like of ordinary ways of putting it. Yeah, like that yeah. song and in the water is amazing, and then the final track, Field of Flowers, floors me every time. Yeah, absolutely. That. That song, and I think that song, like I've I've looked into the album a little bit, and mm. that song essentially was what the album was about, and it's the only song where it's like clearly telling a story, and yeah. and the rest of the album is kind of pointing towards it with all these kind of you know word paintings that are descriptive, mm. but you don't really know what's going on, and yeah, yeah, I just love that concept, and I guess I've been inspired by that massively. But yeah, everything he does, I think "Slay Me in My Sleep" is one of the best albums of all time, which is one of his. Okay. Um, yeah, and oh, as, I, as far so, as I understand it, sea glass is like odd instrumentation, and they're usually a bit different. Um, 
Yeah, it is odd. But I think every album has a, of his has a very distinct kind of sound. And so right. like Slay Me In My Sleep is very orchestral. Um, okay. Yeah, like lots of, lots of strings and like harpsichord. And, um, yeah, but Slay Me In My Sleep, sorry, uh, Sea Creatures. Oh, what is it? Sea Glass. I'm mixing every album. Sea Glass is, yeah, all sorts of um, like Eastern instruments that he uses in interesting ways. Um, mm. Yeah, it's exceptional. I, I absolutely adore his music. I haven't actually looked at anything beyond okay. um, Sea Glass. And yeah. so this is good. I'm going to check Yeah, this. you got to work backwards, I'd say. Work yeah. backwards through the discography. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I will definitely do that. Yeah, that's, that's a really good point about the whole accent thing. I actually got into churches recently because I just loved her like Scottish accent in synth pop music. Yeah, okay. I was like, that's so good. Yeah. And and like Orla Gartland as well. And then like Anna B. Savage, I think I sent to you. I yeah. harp on about yeah, the same true. things all the yeah. time. And I love hearing just yeah, like you say, people singing kind of localized. And for me with the Middle East, it was the line about Panadol, you know. Yeah. Um not, you know, not aspirin and not, you know, kind of like Tylenol. Like it, it sounds silly. It's like localized, like a video game. You know, it's kind of, it, it works only in our context in some ways or yeah. it, it works best in a context. And it's just nice when people don't try and appeal too much to a wide audience um, by using kind of like the most common denominator language. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and yeah. like Panadol, that, that just brings back direct specific memories for every, you know, yeah. everyone who has an experience with it and it's different. Yeah. And so your experience yeah. of that song is shaped by your memories and your, yeah, yeah I'm fascinated by that. I think um, like the second song on that, my EP, Alive Alive, is kind of also explores that, this idea that everything, everything we experience is shaped by our previous experience and our, our fears mm. and mood at the time and memories and and yeah. yet there's this reality that kind of um, is objective and exists despite that. And it's, um, yeah, weird tangent, but no, no, it's an interesting and, idea. And music has a way, the thing that I have really loved about listening to music is it's a way of like marking different seasons in my life as well. Yeah. And yeah. even for instance, your album Love in Reverse, I clearly remember the first time I listened to it. I was catching the train to work and uh, it it had to stop a station early because there was some track work issue. So I had to just walk the, the last 15 minutes yep. and it had just rained and the sun was out and it's crisp and cool and I'm listening to this EP and it's like seared in my brain. <laughs> oh, that's... You know, these yeah. moments yep. of like, oh yeah, that was when this, you know, this event happened and... I am very grateful for music. Otherwise, I'll just become, yeah, you know, forgetful about every event that happened in my life. <laughs> yeah, and holidays too, like holidays that are just shaped by one album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's cool. Yeah, I, I mean, um, yeah. There's just it, it's just interesting to me. I like I like hearing the different ways in which people reflect their their kind of heritage, and so. Yeah, I just wanted to kind of ask you how that kind of felt for you. And, and yeah, I'm, I'm glad there's, you've had that similar feeling about kind of resonating maybe 
with the kind of the voice style in the accent. And I can hear that in your voice. And it's interesting, your your speaking voice feels a bit different in some ways than your singing voice, but okay. not not overly so, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Um <laughs> not I don't think you're accentuating it like unnaturally. It just it's it's so interesting how interestingly once I was singing and I was around some Canadian friends and they're like, oh, like you sound so different when you sing. It's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, thanks. <laughs> and I think it was that probably unconsciously I don't sing with an Australian accent. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I think that's a common issue. Maybe. Yeah, right. I think your talking voice is nice and gentle. So there you go. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> I think they it's it's funny they didn't mean harm. Yeah. <laughs> um I I don't want to kind of uh take up too much more time. Uh I feel like I've delved a bit and I will continue to like send you random things. I don't want to like go oh this thing and this thing and keep going, but I do really appreciate you taking the time to kind of let me pry into your music and thank you for kind of being open in that way and um i really hope the album launch goes well i i'm hoping that everyone loves it and buys it enjoys it not for fame but just to enjoy the music you <laughs> fame know and glory bring it on that's it yeah. um you're just like uh what's his face uh who's the guy who does the podcast with barack obama always forget his name I anyway do not bruce know, springsteen so. just like him does he do a podcast with obama yeah, something oh. keeps getting advertised to me, so okay, I don't, I'm not going to listen to it. Sorry, yeah. guys. Um, but but seriously, I do. You know, listeners, please check out Jacob Wilde's music. That's what I like doing. I want to <laughs> tell people about music I really like, and so yeah, thanks for coming on the podcast, uh, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. I mean, I love the podcast. I listen to it often. So there's my there's my plug for the podcast that I'm currently on, which is a funny thing to do. <laughs> Go listen to this thing. Yeah, no, but it, thank it, you. No, it's really it. nice that you have interest in my songs because it, yeah, it feels strange to me. But um, yeah, appreciate it. The internet's yeah. a big place, you know. Yeah. Well, you can blame Callan because after we met, he was like, "You got to check out Jacob's music," and sent me a whole bunch of links. So <laughs> okay, you know, yeah. Callan, you're to blame if you're listening. So there you go. Shout out to Kevin Phillips. Uh. <laughs> Check out his music too, by the yeah, way. I true. Chat a little bit about that, but yeah. So lots of great music all around. Um, thanks so much for coming on the show, Jacob. Um, yeah, please. I'll put all the links in the show notes for those who are listening. Links to random things that we discussed. Links, of course, to Jacob's Bandcamp. Check him out there. That's the best place to find music on the internet. Um, spruik, spruik, spruik to Bandcamp. <laughs> so, thanks again, man. Have yeah, a good night. Thank you. You too. Have a good sleep. I assume for you. It's bedtime, right? Surely. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah.